Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and your pro tipster. It's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, you're all right. Good evening, yeah. I'm uh, I'm top notch. I was just thinking then it seems like we haven't done this in ages with me being away and that and international breaks, but back and we've got a busy schedule coming up as well, haven't we? We absolutely have. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Seems like ages since it's just been me and you hitting the shit, just talking about, you know, our best bets for the championship this coming weekend. I'm glad we're doing it again because I, I just love having a little chit chat about it instead of uh, just putting out our bets, you know, like we did last week. Um, sorry about that, listener, um, of course, because we, we we'd prefer it to be in this kind of format. But sometimes when because we're both busy people, sometimes we just got to put it out like that, I'm afraid. But hopefully it won't happen too much over the rest of the season at the very least. But welcome to the second tier betting, of course. What we're going to do is give you our best bets for the championship this coming weekend. As always, please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop. Just before we get into the real meat of this betting sandwich that we've got ahead of us, Jimmy, how about we recap how we did last week? So you start off, tell us how you got on. Yeah, um, absolutely rotten form at the minute. I wish I wish I could go back um, to about a month ago and just said stop, stop shouting about all your winners. Don't get carried away because this this championship <laughs> is brutal. You never know what's around the corner, and I've just been battered, battered. I think I've only won one of my last eleven picks. My profit and loss has gone down to zero point two, and I just think if there's ever an advert for responsible gambling. This is it because it can be treacherous. So yeah, I think I think Mitrovic I tipped last week again. He had his chances against his uh, against his former manager to prove a point, but he didn't take him. He didn't get a card either. That was my long shot for him to score and be carded. And I had Brewster. I was really hot on Brewster, but I didn't realise quite how bad his hamstring is. Uh, they wanted to give him till the last minute to pass him fit. He's not fit. He's going to be out for some time. So obviously that was null and void. But uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's getting tough. It's tough out here, isn't it, recently? The Championship's a tough old league to bet on because, as we all know, it's so unpredictable at uh, the best of times. So it, it's just one of them. You're too good, Jimmy, to be in a rut for too long. So I'm, I've got full faith in you managing to get back on your feet sooner rather than later. It was a good week for me last week. My nap of Forest minus one came in at nine to four. Bournemouth draw no bet finished as a draw. So got my money back on that one. And then my long shot was Coventry nil, West Brom nil, which didn't come in. But overall, a profitable week for myself. So hopefully that continues this week. We'll kick things off with your nap, Jimmy. What is your best bet for the championship this weekend? Yeah, it's funny. It's funny what it does to you if you're on a bit of a bad run. But I've just, I've just tried to do everything as normal. Um, and I, I was looking for an excuse not to back this, but I, I'm just going to go on my gut. And it's, uh, I'm getting against giant runaway sort of leaders, if you will, uh, Fulham. And I'm siding with Luton in some capacity in their game. Um, and so I've gone the bet. Yeah, I've gone um, Luton with a zero point seven five. Head start on the Asian handicap at seven to ten, so one point seven with bet three six five, and um, essentially what this means is uh, you have half your stake on Luton with a zero point five goal head start, so that's draw no bet, not draw no bet, sorry, that's uh, Luton double chance, and then you have your other half your stake on Luton with a goal head start. So what what's all that ram ramble mean? It means we get paid out in full if Luton avoid defeat, and it means we only lose half our stake. If Luton lose by the one goal, 
um, which is a bit comforting, given a bit of added assurance, given the the bad run I've been on recently. So, like I say, it's a bit it's a bit of a hunch, but I think there's enough to go on if um, uh, if you let me try and convince you. So, Luton's record versus the big boys this season and last, they've played eleven, uh, and this bet has landed in five. We've got we've had half a uh, loss in four, which is a bit which is a bit so so not really convincing. But if you look if you dissect that again, so if you look at the games against the big boys, and now I'd say big boys is a bit of a loose term, but what I mean by that is is the the teams that went got promoted last season: Watford, Brentford, Norwich. I've also put Bournemouth in that bracket, uh, and from this season, I've I've done the relegated teams. So uh, I think they've only played uh, Sheffield United, Bournemouth. Um, Ooh, I don't think they played West Brom yet, but those those are the big boys. You know, they know the ones with the big financial um, parachute payments. Uh, anyway, at home against those sides, they played five, and this bet's landed in four. Um, they did get battered. I think it was against Brentford three 0 at the start of last season, which is the only time you wouldn't have any return from this bet. Oh, they've got, they've got a convincing record against the the division's very best sides and and the most uh, the most financially powerful. And I think that just speaks to uh, Nathan's the side Nathan Jones beat uh, is built. Sorry, in terms of character and um, sort of like guile and and grit. And um, given given the form's been a bit patchy patchy recently, I think I, I don't know. I, I just get the sense. I get that talking about the feeling, the hunch that I get. I just feel like they're just turning a corner. Like the standards Jones set, he, he just he just won't be having this sort of average. He just won't be having it. This sort of average run. And um, I know, looking at the how he's come out in post-match interviews, it, it is it is getting to him. And I did notice the change in tone after after the last game. So hopefully they're coming out the other side of a bad run. And and there's no there's no scarier side to or there's no better side to to sort of measure themselves up against 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 Ben uh, Fulham for me the best side in the division this season, uh, which the last game showed. I mean they were full value to beat Bournemouth, uh, but they didn't manage to. Uh, so yeah, whilst Fulham are as formidable as ever, they've drawn the last three, um, which I think just shows that this frightening attack that they've got can be tamed. So um, yeah, uh, I'm taking on Fulham here, Luton at home with a 0.75 goal head start on the Asian handicap. It's seven to ten with Bet three six five. Well, I think quite a few people would have raised their eyebrows when you came out with the bet there, Jimmy, but you backed it up with uh, your reasoning. Um, I, I do look at this game and think, well, many people obviously expect Fulham to win. I think Fulham are the kind of side Luton like to play against because they play yeah. a high line and as soon as Luton get the ball, they'll break because that's when Luton are at the best, breaking on the counter-attack and uh, trying to get behind the defences of teams. So I, I think there's definitely a chance for Luton. They've been a lot better than their results have suggested over the course of the season. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with that bet whatsoever. My nap for this weekend is from the game on Monday night. Sheffield United to win and both teams to score in the game against QPR. That's 3-1 to one on Bet365. Now, it's only been two games, but Sheffield United already look a completely different side to the one that we saw on Dukanovic, mainly because Heckingbottom, Paul Heckingbottom, is playing players in their right positions, which is usually a good way of getting the best out of teams. But they look like they've got a bit more attacking impetus about them. 
They look like they're playing a style of play which suits them a lot more as well. And he's getting the best out of star players, including Morgan Gibbs-White, who is really looking like a really threatening player at the moment. They especially look good going forwards because chance creation wasn't a massive issue under Jekanovic, but they look better going forwards now in terms of creating chances. Um, putting away chances was an issue under Jekanovic, but that doesn't seem to be a problem all of a sudden now that Heckingbottom is there. Five goals in two games, really good expected goals from both those games as well. It's hard to see QPR being able to cope with them when only six teams have conceded more goals than Rangers this season. And QPR are a bit of a funny side, despite them getting plenty of good results on the board. In terms of their performances, we haven't really seen them hit top gear yet. They've been stuck in second or third gear. And uh, when it comes to playing against a Sheffield United side who are very, very good, I'm siding with Sheffield United on this particular one. One thing we can say about them is scoring goals, QPR, I mean, that has not been an issue. Their loss to Stoke at the weekend was the first time in 31 games that they failed to score in a game. And even then, they missed a penalty and a couple of other really good chances as well. So both teams to score is a good bet in itself for this game, in my opinion. But I strongly fancy Sheffield United to get the win here as well, considering they just look a different beast now. Jimmy, you're a Sheffield United fan. You backing that one? Yeah, I'm all over that. I'm surprised to see uh, the price, what it is. I, I didn't really look ahead to United game uh, on Monday when I was looking at Slate. But yeah, that's certainly backable. And everything you're saying is spot on. It's, uh, it's a bit chalk and cheese from uh, the impact from Heckingbottom's side to what Djukanovic's was. I know I know his um, Heckingbottom's predecessor is a, a process man, but we just we wasn't as fans, I mean we wasn't really seeing seeing the fruits of uh, of his labour because it just looked stagnant, stodgy. We dominated the ball but it was slow and we didn't really carve out high quality chances. We had lots of shots but not high quality chances were thing they were hard to come by, which is why why the games was settled on fine margins, and, and we often didn't pick up three points. We often joined, but Hecky Bottom just sort of it just looks like he's reminded the squad um, how how good they the how good they was under on on the rise of the Premier League under Wilder. He's got reverted back to the the five. Um, it's sort of a five two two one narrow three up front, and, and just just sort of just give everyone confidence again. We do look a lot slicker quicker and um just like we're coming to the boil but like you said um chances uh are coming thick and fast at both ends of the pitch um so yeah united definitely seem like uh, the games are pretty goal laden at the minute so yeah i'm all over that pick and i might have some some of that slice on that yeah it gives you something if you've had a good weekend of betting then it gives you a, a little bit of extra once the weekend's over for monday night let's go to our next best bets then jimmy what have you got yeah, uh, my next best selection, it comes from West Brom's game against Reading. Um, and I am dutching uh, the Baggies' centre-backs to score. Um, so, dutching, it just means splitting your, your stake uh, at, like across the players with varying amounts. So, it returns the same amount. For example, uh, I'd be having 2.5 points, which is... Let's just say it's £25. So, given given the prices, I'll be having £5.91 on um, Capri, £6.61 on Clark, and £12.48 on um, um, Bartley. Sorry, just slipped my mind. So, that, that guarantees you £87 profit if any of them score. Um, there's a Dutching calculator online. That, that's all I'm reading off now. I, I haven't 
done the maths myself. So if you just split, if you just punch your stake into one of them, the odds into one of them, it'll it'll uh, it'll do it for you. Um, so why I'm having this, this is a fixture that pits two sides at opposite ends of the scales in terms of set pieces against one another. Um, I feel like I feel like I say every other week about West Brom centre backs, but. They, they are frightening from set pieces and they haven't quite reaped the rewards of, of the chances they've created. No side has had more shots than them from set pieces, 115. And no side has generated a greater XG than theirs, which is uh, slightly under 13. Now, they've only scored seven goals, I think, from set pieces so far this season, which suggests they've been vastly unlucky not, not to score more, especially considering um, the XG as a, as a, as a figure will... We'll, uh, be vastly affected from set pieces because it takes into account one of the main things it takes into account is the bodies in between the the shooter and, and the goals, which obviously there'll be plenty of in set pieces. So you could even argue that they should have scored maybe I don't know twice as many or a lot more goals than they have from set pieces. Um, so which is why I fancy them, and it's and they are against Reading, which have which has been the joint worst side from set pieces this season. They've conceded eight. Which is a total bested by no side, and they've which and again according to their expected goals against from set pieces, they've been lucky not to concede more uh, as they've shipped an XG of ten point one, I think, um, from set pieces. So it um, it does look like the obvious play to go. You've got a side who's quality from set pieces against one of the worst sides in the league. So back in the centre backs is the way forward for me here. Th there is. There is a potential caveat to this angle, and it is Reading have recently bought Andy Carroll in on a short-term contract. They've got Drinkwater, who's getting um, regular minutes now, and they've also got Scott Dan in the side. Now, those are three players vastly experienced, um, and a lot of minutes between them in in the top flight. So, uh, those those Reading numbers are from across the whole season, you might start to see them sort of. Uh, digressing them, get better from set pieces with that experience finding the team. But based on what I've seen so far, I I, I don't I don't think that'll be the, I don't think that's too much to worry about here. So just quickly on the actual goal scorers themselves, the big ones at the back for West Brom, you've got Kipri, Matt Clark, and Kyle Bartley, and and they all pose a big threat from set piece situations. I mean, um, Kipri is possibly the word like the, the least likely to score, which is why it's the biggest price, but uh, in the last game, um, he, he was a, he was a right menace in the box, and he was unlucky. Well, he come off his hand. It was lucky to count, but he was unlucky not to have a, uh, scored his first goal of the season. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to take the West Brom centre backs here. The, the West Brom, these um, centre backs have actually scored 18% of West Brom's goals so far this season, and these three players have combined for an average of 2.6 shots per game. So. Um, I, it's, I just think West Brom centre-backs, they're going to have chances, they're going to have shots. Um, and it's a bit of a bigger play, but it'll be an exciting one, knowing that they're going to have chances. Because they're just, they're just so horrible to defend against from set-pieces. So it's Kipri, Clark and Bartley. The best prices are all with Betfair. And if you decide on your stake, just uh, just punch in Dutch and Calculator and, um, and you can sort of uh, go from there as to how much you have on each of them. Yep. 
I've got nothing to add there. If you've watched West Brom at any point this season, then you'll know they love a set piece. Uh, they always look really threatening from them. So, yeah, nothing to add from that. Uh, my next best bet is Middlesbrough draw no bet away at Stoke, 13-10 to 10 at William Hill. These are two teams who seem to be going in opposite directions. Middlesbrough obviously have appointed Chris Wilder, still in the early days of the Wilder era, but they're coming off the back of two wins and look like they're getting to grips now with the way Wilder wants to play and results are starting to come in. Um, and that is very good news for Middlesbrough and bad news for the rest of the championship because Middlesbrough are starting to look like a side who could be one to fear. They're looking like um, they're getting better and better very, very quickly. And uh, I, I think that could very well continue here away at Stoke. Stoke are a funny side. They have, of course, had injury problems. I think we've mentioned them on this show before. Uh, Harry Souter, the best defender in the division for my money, out for the season. So he's gone. Nick Powell's been missing recently as well. Um, and it's really hurting Stoke. That They were looking like a really good bet for the playoffs earlier in the season. But now they look like they may be drifting away and other teams may be starting to overtake them. Middlesbrough being one of those teams. Um, Stoke, they had lost two games prior to the weekend just gone, but then played QPR on the Sunday. Got to be said, they were very fortunate. Um, despite them looking quite good, they won 2 0 and looked good going forwards. It could have been a very different result considering QPR missed a penalty. Charlie Austin, who also missed the penalty, also missed another really good chance. And QPR also had a couple of other really good chances as well. So it could have been a very different result. But fortunately for Stoke, they managed to uh, hang on and keep a clean sheet against the QPR side, who don't concede clean sheets very often. But nonetheless, I just can't get my head around Stoke being the favourites for this game. They're just a shy over evens, which I really can't get my head around, really. I, I think the, the odds should be a lot more even, but the fact that they're giving us uh, odds against for Middlesbrough draw no bet, I think is really good value. So 13-10 to 10 at William Hill, Middlesbrough draw no bet away at Stoke is my next best bet for yeah. this weekend. Uh, anything you want to add, Jimmy? Yeah, I, just nodding along then because I I I was surprised to see um, uh, Borough so long. I had this more of a picking. I I couldn't really split these sides. The frightening thing for me about Borough now is under Warnock, I think it was four four two. There were so many spaces and teams carves out chances with relative ease. Wild is like he's so early on in his reign, but he's he's already had he's already had such a clear impact on the side. Um, for example, Paddy McMahon's goal line clearance. It it was obviously. A big chance and it shouldn't have happened but you just Paddy McMahon was there he knew where to be and he, he cleared I'm not explaining it very well but he, to me it looks like Wilder's starting to have an impact and each player knows the system a little bit better and knows where they should be and knows when they should press and where to be and, and basically they just look better and better as each game goes on so um yeah I think I think riding riding the borough wave until until the bookies catch up is is certainly certainly worth doing Yep, absolutely. Jimmy, long shot time. What have you got, my boy? Yeah, it's um I was so needy because um Bet365 have spoiled us rotten this weekend, this game week, by pricing up every game in the player cards market. <laughs> Such a degenerate thing to say that, isn't it? But um <laughs> yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's uh I was happy anyway. Then why shouldn't you be? If you enjoy backing cards, then It'll be a good bit of fun. So, with that in mind, I have gone for a Trixie. Um, with, for those unaware, uh, with a Trixie, you have, um, for example, 
uh, I'll be advising a point on this, which for, for you it might be £10. You have a quarter of that, so £2.50 on each combination of the three players in doubles, and then you have the other £2.50 on the treble. So what that means is you'll get profit if two of the three players get booked, and uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be laughing, we'll be in the money if all three get booked. Um, why, why do this over um, the straight free folders? I found as, a, as an avid card backer or someone who just enjoys putting goal scores or cards or any form of bet into into multiples because let's face it, it's more exciting. It's, it's just more pragmatic. And over over the course of a season, it's just that you'll make um, more money long term. Because uh, I don't know about you, but I, I haven't landed any trebles recently. But I've landed a, a fair few a fair few tricks this season. So it's just it's just a bit more of a sensible way to do it. So the, the actual tricks, the three players I've gone for is. Um, Lewis O'Brien, uh, Dizelle and uh, Kipri. So, just to give a quick explanation for Lewis O'Brien, it's it's in the early kickoff between Huddersfield and Coventry. Now, the first thing that stood out for me, um, well, obviously, the first the reason I'm having uh, a Huddersfield centre midfielder is because of Coventry's number 10, O'Hare, um, the joint most foul player in the championship, uh, drawing 2.7 per game on average. Um, He's little, he's got long hair, he ju he's just got a knack of drawing fouls. Uh, I don't know why the long hair was relevant, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, at least one opposition central midfielder has been booked against him in six of the last eight domestic games he started. So then, obviously, Huddersfield centre midfielders, there's Lewis O'Brien and Hogg. Now, I was looking at their numbers in terms of um, cards, cards per 90 in the career averages sort of thing, the defensive output. And the numbers are all identical apart from the price. So I'll just quickly run through them. So Lewis O'Brien is five to one with three six five. Hogg's only eleven to five. Uh O'Brien has two bookings to his name this season. Hogg is yet to be carded. Um and O'Brien has a cards per ninety average of zero point one eight. Hogg has a considerably better over the course of his career at zero point two four. Um if you look at the last three seasons uh, in the championship, both have played a similar, made a similar amount of appearances. Um, Hogg's been carded twenty-one times. O'Brien's been carded seventeen. So, just sort of looking through all them, I couldn't personally. I couldn't work out why there was such a big disparity between the, t the midfield pairs' prices, which is which is what got me excited about O'Brien's price. And if if you did want to take any of these three players that I'm about to tell you as a single, I would recommend O'Brien just based on the price. I think five to one. If anything, just for a championship central midfielder, it's just I just it just looks suspiciously long to me. From Sheffield United uh, QPR v Sheffield United on Monday, I've gone for Andre uh, Dizel. I think um, his price of eleven to four does represent slight value as over the course of his career, he's averaged a card. Uh, he's got cards per ninety average of zero point two eight. So there's slight value in that price at face value. But um, this season, he's got four yellows in 10 starts. Every time I watch him, especially when the game's on TV, he seems to get booked. Um, he's always he's sort of in, in the thick of it. And uh, he's, he's getting a decent run in the side now and, and picking up plenty of cards. And then the, the final leg of this trick seed comes from West Brom v Reddings game. And I've gone uh, Capri. Um, the main reason that this sort of game took my fancy for cards was the referee. 
Um, Webb's Webb's in charge of this one, and he's been a, he's been a pretty good ref for cards at this level this season, averaging four point four per game, which is which is more than above average uh, in comparison to the other referees in that have taken charge of the, some games in the second tier. Um, and Capri, it's a short price as a single. I think it's uh, three point two five, but he. He is he is a card merchant and he's got five in eight starts this season. Given the referee, he's worth he's worth chucking in this Trixie. So my long shot, bit of something different this week, bit of something longer than usual. It's a seventy-two to one card Trixie with bet three six five, and the players are O'Brien, Dozel, and uh, Capri. If that comes in, that'd be a heck of a way to get back <laughs> to a bad streak, wouldn't it, Jimmy? Uh, yeah. My long shot this week is a double. It's draws in both the Derby and Forest games, which pays just over nine to one at Sky Bet. Not much reasoning behind this. The simple reason is Derby and Forest are both somewhat draw specialists. And I'm looking at the games they've got coming this weekend thinking they look like draws to me. Derby have the most draws in the league with 10. Only Derby and Millwall have recorded more draws than Forest this season. Forest in particular have gone draw crazy recently. They've got five from their last seven. Uh, they travel away to a Swansea side who are very much looking like a mid-table side. And Forest seem to be a bit of a flat-track bully. They beat Peterborough at the weekend. And then, as I say, they've drawn pretty much all of their <laughs> other six games that they had prior to that. Um, and the one game they did win was against Reading, who were in a bit of a rut at the time. So any team who looks like they've got a bit of a... Bit of a a bit of usefulness about them. They seem to draw. So <laughs> this Swansea game at the weekend, I think, is uh, got draw written all over it. And then Derby, they face Blackpool, who have drawn three of their last five. Both are proving to be very stubborn sides, both hard to beat, uh, despite not being, well, not seemingly troubling the top half side, uh, the top half, considering everything that's going on at Derby, that's not too surprising at all, is it? So I'm looking at that game thinking this has also got a draw written all over it. I think Blackpool will go to this game thinking a draw will be a good result. Derby, finding it difficult to break teams down. They're on the, uh, on the bottom end of the table when it comes to scoring goals. And Blackpool are a side that were tough to score against really so yeah i'm looking at this thinking this has got another game which i can really see a draw coming out of so not much of a detailed explanation here i just look at both derbies and forest games this weekend and think yeah they both look like they got draws on them and nine to one i think it's a decent bit of value for that really um so that's my long shot let's do our treble shall we jimmy we've combined our Two of our best bets. You've gone Luton as your nap, haven't you? So what we'll do is we'll chuck in Luton double chance and Borough draw no bet. And then we'll also chuck in Bournemouth to win. All those three in a treble pays uh, £10, pays £75 at Betway, which is a tasty old price, isn't it? Um, let's round up our bets. Sorry, Jimmy, can we get your best bets for this weekend, please? Yeah, my nap is Luton with a three quarters of goal head start in the Asian handicap. That's at seven to ten with bet three six five. My next best is I have uh, Dutched West Brom centre backs Capri, Clark, and Bartley uh, all in the goal scoring market. The best odds are with Betfair. And then for my long shot, I've got a seventy two to one card Trixie with bet three six five, and I'm back in O'Brien, Dozel and Kipri all to be booked. 
Lovely stuff. My nap for this coming weekend is Sheffield United to win and both teams to score in the game against QPR on Monday night. That's 3-1 to one and bet 365. Middlesbrough draw no bet away at Stoke is my next best bet. That's 13-10 to 10 at William Hill. And my long shot is a double. Draws in Derby v Blackpool and Swansea v Forest, which pays just over 9-1 to one at Skybet. Please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop. We'll be back again on Thursday, as long as there's not midweek games. Is the midweek games, Jimmy? There isn't. So we'll be back again on Thursday to give you our best bets for next weekend. And we look forward to seeing you then. This has been the Second Tier Betting. Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. I've been Ryan Dilk. Sent to you, listener. Thank you for listening.